are listening to U of M Radio on your Historic Dial podcast. This is Rebecca from University Archives. In a previous episode, we introduced you to the Minnesota School of the Air series, People Worth Hearing About, which originated on KUOM Radio in 1969 with programs that featured biographies of prominent African Americans. The series later expanded to include persons who, according to School of the Air director Betty Gerling, have, for the most part, been overlooked in the writings of our history because they were non-white or non-male. The series began with profiles of historical figures told in the form of dramatization, where a voice actor played the figure and depicted a scene from their life, punctuated with musical transitions and sound effects. In subsequent seasons, School of the Air staff produced recorded interviews with living persons. This brings us to the featured historic broadcasts for this episode, the November 21, 1973 program of People Worth Hearing About, an interview with Dr. Joyce Jackson, principal of Central High School in Minneapolis. In a July 1973 letter addressed to Jackson, Assistant producer Walter Brody described the inspiration for this program. Dear Ms. Jackson, this is the sixth school year that the Minnesota School of the Air has scheduled vignette biographies of outstanding minority Americans on a daily basis for in-school listening. Wherever possible, after the first year we stressed only historic personalities, we have tried to interlace historic figures with people living today and with local people in order that our listeners in grades four, five, and six learn that Minnesotans, too, have made and are making contributions of great value in their areas of specialization. With living personalities, we usually try to arrange for a live interview, since the voice of the American so cited adds a level of understanding and appreciation for these intermediate gradesters, in addition to the timeliness and authenticity of whatever she or he may choose to say. We try to pick people each year who will give us as broad a range as possible in occupations, age, experience, etc. Your new position as principal of Minneapolis Central High School is one we feel to be of interest to the children at this level and will give them an opportunity to gain greater understanding of the role of a school principal. We hope you will accept our request to participate in an interview for this series. At the moment, we are collecting data and preparing the teacher's manual. We would appreciate it if you could send us a resume. From this, we will construct copy, which will give the teachers using the series some idea in advance of the broadcast of your present responsibilities and past accomplishments. The copy printed in the 1973-74 Teacher's Handbook appeared in part as follows. When Joyce Jackson received her MS in Special Education and Guidance from Southern Illinois University in 1952, the schools in that part of the country were still segregated. She decided to go where the schools would offer more opportunity. She came to Minneapolis, where she was one of few black teachers in the school district. She hadn't planned to stay more than a couple of years, but after six years of teaching in primary and intermediate grades, she found herself teaching in the school of which she would someday be principal, Minneapolis Central High. In the early 60s, Ms. Jackson branched out from her teaching specialties to do more counseling at Central High. 
She decided to pursue more education in that field, and so she began to attend the University of Minnesota in the field of counseling psychology and special education. She received her Ph.D. in 1969. On June 12, 1973, it was announced that Ms. Jackson had been appointed principal of Central High School. She assumed that position in September 1973, the first black woman to be appointed principal of a high school in Minneapolis. Now that we've given some idea of Jackson's background in advance, let's listen as she described her experience as a teacher, counselor, and principal on the November 21st, 1973 broadcast of People Worth Hearing About. <laughs> Minnesota School of the Air presents People Worth Hearing About, a special impact series spotlighting the lives and work of outstanding black Americans. This is Walter Brody talking to Dr. Joyce Jackson, who is the new principal of Central High School in Minneapolis. And uh, today on People Worth Hearing About, we're just going to try and find out what a principal does and uh, how she feels about the job. What first brought you to Minneapolis? I came to Minneapolis after I received my um, master's degree from Illinois because it was the one city I was able to get a, a job and a teaching position in, in the type of situation that I, I was looking for. In southern Illinois, where I went to school, was, most of the school systems were segregated and there was a limit insofar as the positions available to black persons uh, because we were only allowed to teach in the black schools. And Minneapolis offered an opportunity to teach in, a, in an integrated setting, or as it was, the school to which I was assigned, uh, there were no minority students at that time. Mm -hmm. Did you leave Illinois in anger or hope or I mean were you, did that situation anger you in any way or yes it bothered me but that was several years ago before mm -hmm. there was as much awareness as there is now of racism and segregation I was aware of it and I guess most people most black people were aware of it but it was not nationally known mm -hmm. uh, the oppression and I guess I was concerned because here I was with a master's degree and and uh, in a specialized field, and positions just, just were not available in my field. Despite all your education and so forth, yes. you were just being excluded. Yes. Uh, what were you teaching? What was your specialization? It was um, a sp special education for uh, educable mentally retarded children. Mm -hmm. My undergraduate major had been in Spanish and English, and after working in elementary schools, I wanted to see if, if I could cope with the the teenager, and so I wanted to transfer into the secondary level. There, uh, I was able to teach Spanish and English, which had been my original preparation. Also, I was almost certified as a counselor, and there was um, a federal act that provided for more counselors in schools. So 
I was teaching at Central, and the principal of Central at that time, who was a woman, Miss Barron, encouraged me to become a counselor at Central, which I did. So the, the um, moving up, as it were, into uh, more administrative tasks was a, a kind of a, a challenge to you that you uh, accepted, did yes. you say? Mm-hmm. What are the rewards of uh, the administrator? Well, for me, it's, um, it's being in daily contact with teenage students because I feel, you know, they, they are the future. And right now, I sort of have my finger on their pulse and know how they're thinking. And What are they thinking now? What is the mood? The mood of students is, seems to be getting more serious. They're thinking more about the future, but I think they're, they're more serious now and, and not as willing to rebel just for a cause. Mm-hmm. The, if they rebel, it has to be for something... I think it would be something they really believed in Mm -hmm. if they were to rebel. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, in the past past few years, college campuses and high schools, there there has been turmoil Mm -hmm. and students um, demanding certain certain rights and the sit-ins and, you know, the interaction that's going on. uh, They don't seem to be in that mood now. Mm -hmm. I think that was just a mood of the 60s and the 70s now. There's a whole new thing that they're thinking about. And a lot of it is, I see a lot of concern from students on just human rights, you know, rights for women, rights for minorities, right for, rights for students, and, and human rights. What should high school do for a student? What, um, what can they expect and what should they expect from the high school education? I see high school as a, as a period of exploration. I, uh, I don't feel that's, that uh, students should be pinned down to decide um, what they want to be or what they're working toward. I feel it should be more, just more of a broadness in that if they would like to go to college to make sure that they take the proper courses or if they want to go to a vocational school to make sure that they take the the proper courses. But but for them maybe to to explore, we're, we're very heavy on career education at Central, and we are expanding that and giving students different options to um, try different occupational clusters. I think it's a time period whenever they can learn competitiveness, particularly if they participate in, in sports or even in debate. And I think a high school should have many of those extracurricular activities just to offer students. Um, and they also get to know students from a broader background. And at Central, because we have students from all over the city, there's, there's a very diverse population there, uh, racially, socioeconomically, um, different lifestyles represented. I would hope in high school they would learn an appreciation of each other as people. Isn't that um, one thing that um, the plans for integration hope to accomplish was bring together all those various social, economic factors to learn from each other? Yes. That, uh, I think the research shows that, that uh, students in an integrated situation, regardless of race, usually 
do perform better, that integration does not lower the achievement. And I think this pre prepares students for the real world. Uh, Central is 65% uh, white and 35% um, minority, with the largest minority being black. And I think for many of the students, it has been their first opportunity to know on a personal basis either a student of a different race or a different religion. We have several religions also that are that our students belong to are from a different, um, I guess you'd call it class, you know, based on economics, because there's the whole range from uh, children whose income is below the poverty level to those that are very high. Did you have any surprises now that you've been on the job, what, three months, months. is it? Yes. <laughs> is the job what it, everything was cracked up to be? <laughs> well, I, I'm working very hard. I, I don't think I've had any surprises yet, <laughs> except maybe in um, surprises in how responsible senior high students can be. And the fact that I'm working on that, I try to trust them and trust them with responsibilities and work with them so that they know that my main goal being there is to, is to enhance their education. In a study that was done last year throughout the city, um, where students told how they felt about their school, the students at Central uh, felt better about Central than um, any other group of students felt about their school in the city. So you're very proud of your school, yes. obviously. <laughs> well, thank you, Dr. Joyce Jackson, principal of Minneapolis Central High School. This has been another program in the series, People Worth Hearing About, documenting the lives of outstanding black Americans. The theme music, Lift Every Voice and Sing, was specially recorded by the Zion Baptist Church of Minneapolis. This has been a Minnesota School of the Air presentation. The U of M Radio on your Historic Dial podcast is produced by University Archives and Libraries Communications for your enjoyment. Subscribe or download on iTunes or Google Play so you don't miss another moment of historic Minnesota radio. Recordings were digitized in 2016 in part with funds provided by the state of Minnesota from the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund through the Minnesota Historical Society.